Hello and welcome to the Slow Down and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Kim Stark, and this podcast is all about how we can move at a more natural, less busy pace so we can have beautiful, calm and abundant lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Before we get into the episode with Jordana, which I actually really enjoyed and I'm, I'm looking forward to you guys hearing about it, especially stick around for the second half of the episode when we actually go through a little process together. But before we do that, I just wanted to let you guys know that I have some availability for coaching clients. So if you've been thinking about getting some extra support with your business, I would love to help you. I really love working with people's mindset and really getting to the core of what might be blocking you. So usually it's some belief, thoughts that we have, maybe we're listening too much to our mind and not to our intuition. Maybe you are currently feeling out of sorts, out of alignment, fatigued, whatever it is that you feel is blocking you from really achieving in your business. I love getting down into the depths of what that might be and working together to actually improve the way you're doing business. As well as working on your mindset, and that includes money mindset as well. I find that's one of the main core ones that people are struggling with. So love working with money mindset. But I also have a lot of practical tools as well. You know, I've run product businesses, I've run retail, I've done service businesses. And often it just needs that outside eye and a few practical tips to get you back on your way. So if that's resonating with you and you feel like it's something you might want to explore, feel free to reach out. My website's still being worked on, so the best way to get in touch with me at the moment is send me a message on Instagram, so slow down and thrive, and we can see how I can help you. Alrighty, let's go to today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I have another special guest for you today who I'm very excited about. Uh, I'm joined here with Jordana Clark, who is an embodied counseling practitioner, a somatic sexologist and health behavior change coach who specializes in health, pleasure and embodiment coaching for women. So Jordana is passionate about empowering women in their self-pleasure as an embodied practice of self-love and through that extending into self-care, loving and caring for ourselves as we would our beloved. Her background in naturopathy, yoga and dance support her coaching practice and allow for an informed and embodied understanding for our health, pleasure and embodiment journeys. Mm. Welcome Jordana, thanks for being here. Thank you so much Kim, so excited. I can feel, I can feel pleasure and excitement titillating through my body as we speak. <laughs> nice. so nice to just drop into that and just like, oh, yeah, yay, this is yum. <laughs> well, I brought you on today because I wanted to talk about how we can make our business journey particularly, and of course it bleeds out and extends into life, but how we can make our business journey and the way we work more pleasurable so that we're not getting into these kind of stressed out states, being in that yang energy all the time, and I thought you'd be the perfect person to kind of talk about how we can make life more pleasurable. Yes, I am very passionate about pleasure and how we can bring more pleasure into all the realms of our life. Um, so let's have that conversation. Yeah, great, great. So we had a little <laughs> warm-up chat yesterday that was super fun. And I guess with my my own journey is that I can get very caught up in work and I think you know I call it my masculine quite a strong drive like I can go 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 when I need to but it becomes a little bit unhealthy at times and I get a little bit over driven <laughs> and I think that's where my stress comes in and and so over the years I've especially in this last year I've really learned that if I bring my more feminine my more yin energy into the day with me and remember to like you know stop and breathe and move my body and 
actually, you know, slow down a little bit and not be so hyper fixated on getting the to-do list done, mm. uh, that I have more energy at the end of the day. So that's kind of where, what I'm exploring. And I'm curious how pleasure, how you kind of, do you work with that in your own business or is it something that, you know, is still kind of outside that realm and, you know, the rest of the day is pleasurable and then business is business. Um, I'm curious about your Not thoughts on that. All. Yeah, no, thank you. Great, great question. Great inquiry. So, um, yeah, I like to feed the thread of pleasure through everything that I do. And I am particularly inspired by a body of work uh, by this woman, Adrienne Marie Brown, who wrote a text called Pleasure Activism. And she is all about following the thread of pleasure. She comes from a background of, of social activism. She's a black feminist lesbian activist, uh, like the minority group of minority groups. And, and, you know, being in that yang, being in that push, being in that drive, no matter what it is that you're working on, that when we're in that all the time, we very quickly lead towards burnout, that that is not the wheelhouse that takes us towards our abundance and our thriving. And so she talks a lot about um, how it is that we can tune in to the thread of pleasure. Like what is us, what is it that makes us feel alive? Like what brings us into our true aliveness and how can we follow that and move towards that? And that can look in like really simple practical ways throughout the day and it can also extend into much bigger cosmic questions as well which I like dancing in both ends of the spectrum as do many of us so um yeah for me throughout my day you know like if I'm sitting at my desk and I'm doing work like one of the things that I love about uh working from home now is that I can be really weird you know I can get up and move my body and and down like particularly like moving my hips and allowing my energy to to flow through my body so I'm not sitting in that stagnation so I'm not you know the way that my shoulders start to hunch up around my ears and I get really intense and really focused like just taking a moment of pause bringing the yin in, bringing the breath in, bringing the feminine in to balance out the hyper yang that we're kind of cultured to go towards. And to me, that is what is necessary for thriving, for actual thriving to be in our sustainable thriving. And have you found that your energy works better like that? Like how does that look in terms of like, like, why would we want to be trying to think about that as women, you know, mm. or, you know, men as well, right? Like, we all need this kind of like, a little bit more flow in our lives. But how, how do you think that affects our energy long term? Yeah, I think, you know, and, and kind of like, I'm drawing on my background in naturopathy here that when we're in that yang all the time, like we, we deplete ourselves, like we need rest we need to put energy back into the system and this is one of the things that I love about pleasure and why it is that I orient myself around pleasure is because pleasure is what brings us into our thriving pleasure is what nourishes us you know pleasure is like when we're in a, a st stressed state or a hyper yang state we're very much in the uh, sympathetic nervous system very activated and when we come into our pleasure body when we stop to 
look at the blue of the sky and to drink that breath into our lungs really consciously and feel the pleasure of that, the way our nervous system drops. So I really see pleasure as being an antidote to the kind of chronic stress problem that is in our culture and society. And I really see pleasure as being a yin quality, a, a more of that, that quality of that feminine consciousness and really to bring the distinction here between, you know, we're not talking about gender, we're talking about polarities of qualities of energy, that inviting in more of that yin to nourish us and balance us and the ways in which we can cultivate that more in our lives consciously and interestingly what it is that we need to feel balanced and thriving in our lives and in our work and in our business we also need to feel balanced and thriving in our bedroom as well to to bring that those those yin qualities so that we can open so that we can surrender so that we don't get to the end of the day and we feel completely exhausted and depleted and we have no energy for ourselves, our connection with ourselves, our connection with our partner. So I see the two as being very interlinked and actually nourishing and thriving for one another. Mm. And yet, <laughs> and yet, why do we have such uh, difficulty connecting to that more yin energy, that more pleasure, like allowing ourselves to rest, to slow down, uh, to to feel the good moments of the day. Um, and I speak for myself here, like I'm great at resting, right? Like, but there's always a little guilt program going on mm. underneath. There's always a little bit of like, mm, I don't know, we should be doing this, which I feel like is my nervous system, kind of that hypervigilant nervous system. But also, you know, rest is, is pretty good with me, but then pleasure, like actually allowing that in my body like if and that mm. you know it doesn't have to be a sexual thing it could be like i'm having breakfast in the sun and i'm like oh my god this is such a beautiful moment the birds are chirping the, the sky is blue you know there's a nice soft breeze but there's something that kind of is resisting that in my body mm. it's like it's trained not to kind of be okay with that exactly. do you find that with your clients like like why do we do that like why yeah. can't we just be open to pleasure all the time yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I really loved the words that you use that, that we're trained to do that. And we are trained to do that. It's not our natural state of being. It's not our natural. You look at children and the way that children roll around on the floor and they're in connection with their bodies and they're in connection with their environment and they're in a natural state of joy and pleasure and they can just let it in and experience it. But we are trained, we are cultured out of that and our culture is very yang. It's a very yang masculine culture that values pushing and driving and achievement and domination. And there's very little understanding or value of rest, of being with, of taking time to cultivate the relational, whether that be the relationship with ourselves or each other or the earth as well. And so this is part of a much bigger paradigm shift that I feel like is naturally starting to come to the fore on the planet because we're in this 
kind of extractive, exploitative culture, not only with ourselves and the way we work, but with the earth. That's quite obvious. And and this is one of the things, this is actually the whole reason why I do the work that I do is the bringing back in of this feminine consciousness, this feminine way of being, of how to actually be in connection with ourselves and our breath and the earth and the fact that you do not have to do anything. You do not have to earn the right to feel and experience pleasure in your body. And this is one of the key things that Adrienne Marie Brown talks about with her activism is like, you know, she's experienced um, sexual abuse at an early age. She experiences discrimination, like all of the, the the hardships of the world that are particularly inflicted on particular uh, minority groups or identity groups. And her, her activism within that, it's like all the things of the dominant culture that tell her that she's not beautiful, that she's not worthy of love, that she's not desirable, blah, blah, blah. The most powerful thing that she can do in her body is feel and experience her own pleasure. She talks about pleasure being a measure of freedom, that that is our true sovereignty. And this is why I am so passionate about this work, supporting women to connect and feel pleasure in their own bodies of their own accord for themselves is for me a way to support women in an embodied way to step into their thriving, into their power, into their pleasure. And women who are connected to that and have that humming and vibrating in their systems, they know what makes them feel good. They know what doesn't make them feel good, they're able to set their boundaries around those things because they're in touch, they're in tune with their nervous systems. Women like that are very difficult to fuck with. Mm-hmm. And I want more women like that in the world. I want sisters to run with because from my perspective, this whole thing needs to shift. And it's shifting, but the people, we're the ones that need to, and it's not just women as well, men as well, coming into this more uh, a deeper relationship with the feminine within their bodies and within their consciousness and the way that they do things as well and everybody in between as well love and the non-binary peeps hmm. yeah and where do you see the power of the feminine being like why would we choose to cultivate and activate that in ourselves more you know, because like, you know, we're taught that if we want something, we just got to go after it and we got to like, we got to do all the things to get the things and like produce mm. the things and like, you know, there's all that conditioning. So why would we want to cultivate the feminine? Yeah. And I think that that story is a myth that if we want something that we have to go after it and go and get it, you know, I think that's part of the story. And that the other part of the story is that if we want something, we need to know what that something is. We need to vibrate towards it. We need to be attuned towards it. We need to be open and receptive and allow it in when it shows up. Otherwise, we don't get it. And we spend our time in that constant, you know, how many times you've wanted something and push, 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 drive, 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 trying to make this thing happen and it's not happening, it's not happening, it's not happening. It's not until there is 
a yield, there is a softness, there is a surrender that actually allows, that magnetizes, and I think this is the power of the feminine, is that magnetism, that drawing in. If you want money, if you want abundance, you need to be in a state of that like magnetic pull of of being in a state of, of vibration, of abundance in your body and the way that that attracts that in. So one way is to go out and get it. The other way is to sit deeply in your vibration with what it is that you know your truth to be and to call it in and draw it in and that we need both. If we're, I, I, I often come back to the analogy of the, uh, the eagle and that, you know, one wing of the eagle is the masculine, the other e- wing of the eagle being the feminine. So it's like you're, if you're only flapping with one wing, you're just going to go round and round in circles or not fly at all. But we need both wings in order to fly. And this, for me, is, you know, and this is kind of coming into the more cosmic esoteric, is, is coming into the sacred union of that harmonization between the masculine and the feminine and I focus my attention on the feminine and culting more of those feminine qualities and that feminine energy because from what I see and experience, we live in a hyper-masculine culture and we need to balance it out. We need to come back into balance with not only ourselves but also the planet. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I really love that piece on magnetism because I think sometimes, and I know I've thought this as well, it's like being that more receptive feminine energy it's like, well, that's all nice and, you know, like, feels good, great, but, like, it's not going to get us anywhere, <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, you know, we, we have bills to pay and, you know, all of that, like, it's, it's not going to help us get somewhere. And so I'd love for you to talk about why the feminine is powerful, why it is just as, you know, powerful as the masculine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something, when you say that, there's something in me that irks that we're measuring the power of the feminine against the power of the masculine. Like I understand why, but I'm just speaking to the, like the little reaction in my body that's like, wow. <laughs> but, um, we'll talk more about yeah. that if you like, like, no, 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 no. I, 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 I like, I like <laughs> the inquiry. I like the question. Um, so yeah, I mean, the power of the feminine is the birthing. It is the emergent you know like like I quite often talk about this in the context of and this might seem a bit strange but you know hopefully it'll make sense in the context of uh orgasm and in the context of states of meditation like there's these really deep powerful abundant flowing states that we can enter enter into but you can't you can't make yourself orgasm you can't make yourself enter into a state of meditation, you can create the conditions that allow that to emerge. But that phenomenon is emergent. It's something that emerges up and out. And I feel like the intelligence that is within a seed, you know, and and what it takes that 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 energy that causes that seed to kind of burst forth and grow and shoot out its little shoot and grow up into an oak tree and you know there is a there is a deep intelligence within that and we can't make that happen we can create the conditions in order for thriving to happen but the thriving is a deep birthing a deep intelligence in and of itself and i feel like this taps into 
like flow states, for example, the the efficiency that is present when someone is is in a state of flow, right? And again, there's a difference between that pushing, forcing, driving, and coming from that very cognitive kind of like controlling what's going on. The power of the feminine is like when we can drop, when we can surrender, when we can settle into and allow that intelligence, wisdom, life force, whatever it is to flow through us, there is the deep efficiency in that attunement, in our intuition, in our ability to feel into what is the right path forward rather than trying to figure it out with our heads. I don't know if I answered the question, but there's a bunch of thoughts I have about that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's funny with everything that you've said so far today, I feel like there's 10 questions I could ask. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I'm tracking these different rivers and I'm like, oh, which river are we going to go down next? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah. So the next river would be? I really like that analogy that you just used of the rivers. You know, like I mm. see like the difference between the masculine and the feminine ways of holding power, like the masculine being the banks of the river, that structure and that holding and the the power of the feminine being the, that giant flow of water that's coming through, that she will find her way through in whatever way she can. And, yeah, there's, there's, there's two different ways of holding power within that or being in, in that resonance of power, uh, which I think, I think that there's a lot of fear around the feminine and the power of the feminine. And in part that's why... I, I feel like it has been so suppressed and repressed in our culture because it's, it's emergent, it's mysterious, it uh, can be difficult to control in a way, but it's powerful. Like the, the birthing and the creation that can come out of that is um, abundant. Mm. And I just, when you were talking about like the, the power of the, the feminine, I just see this like raging torrent <laughs> still contained by those walls, but like, you know, all sorts of chaos is happening in there. Yeah. And she can, and she can, and she can be a raging torrent and she can also be the softest, sweetest, gentle trickle. She can be a raindrop running down your window pane. You know, there's lots of different expressions. She can be a raging torrent and. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Lots, lots of different types of water there. Yeah. And, um, but I think because we're so logical or trained, again, trained in this logic that uh, in my work, in following my intuition and talking to my higher self and following that inner voice, you have to learn how to ignore the logic. Mm. And I'm curious your thoughts on this because you know, intuition is highly tied to the feminine and that more ethereal, like it's like the wisdom from our feminine, our intuition sometimes doesn't make a lot of sense to us. Mm. And, and it falls back to that trust. It's like, can we trust that these signals we're getting to mm. do something or to be a certain way or follow something, uh, that they are the action or course to take despite the logical mind going, what the, <laughs> I don't get it. And yeah. I think that's where people get tripped up because they they ignore that because yeah. it's not logical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like I kind of, I, I, 
I would like to flip that on, you know, like in saying that we need to learn to ignore the logic. I would flip that around and say, actually, we need to learn to trust our intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we need to learn to trust the intuition. And the the valuing of this type of intelligence, our culture is so uh, values the rational, values the logical. We're trained to trust that. But there is so much, and this is one of the things, like I'm studying, I'm doing further studies in um, embodied counselling and somatics at the moment, like the intelligence that is in our bodies, the intelligence that is in our nervous system, like all the different signals that we're taking in from the environment that feeds into our subconscious mind and what we think is our conscious thoughts but how much we're taking in from our environment and when we get an instinct intuition to go in a particular direction actually holding that type of intelligence as just as equally important as the logic and I think that's the problem is that our culture devalues that intuitive uh, sensing or knowing and 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 prizes the logical but again it's imbalanced that we actually need both and to learn to value and to listen to our gut instincts a lot more. And do you have any tips for people? How, how can we learn to trust our, our body more or our intuition or like how, how do we go about how, what's the process or. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I have a practice that I work with uh, called Women's Pleasure Movement, which is essentially all about supporting women to come down onto the floor, to come into their bodies, and we work with the, a simple inquiry of how can I move my body in such a way that brings me pleasure? What what feels pleasurable to my body? And learning to recognize the distinction between what it is that my mind thinks that my body should want, how I think this should go, and what it is that my body actually wants. So going through this process of slowing down and listening to the body and listening to the signals of the body and cultivating, it's almost like uh, rehabilitating ourselves back into a relationship of trust with our body and with our nervous system, learning to listen to the subtle signals within our body and our nervous system. So it's like, oh, you know, I might be um, gently stroking the very fine hairs on my face, which I'm actually doing as I'm saying this, and it feels very lovely. And that I can really tune in to the pleasure and the awareness of that sensation and really focus on that but if something tenses up in my body if something doesn't feel quite right that I can listen to that signal and I can respond accordingly that I can actually assert my boundaries with myself and this is one of the reasons why I love working with self-pleasure and supporting women in their self-pleasure is because you're operating within your own nervous system like cultivating this communication and this relationship of trust with self before bringing a whole other organism and nervous system and being into the equation Mm -hmm. bless them love them and i start here and 
yeah, cultivating this deep relationship of trust with self. And there is so much in our culture and in our society that is that teaches us to take our awareness, to take our authority, to take our listening outwards and to consume from outwards. And this is all about bringing, bringing ourselves home, coming home to ourselves, coming home to my body and my breath and my nervous system and getting in touch with this one right here and what it is that she needs and listening to her and responding to that and cultivating this relationship of trust so that gently over time she's like okay she's she's listening to me i'm going to i'm going to open up a little bit more because i feel safe here because i feel held because she's listening to what i'm trying to tell her rather than overriding with the mind about how we think something should go or what we think it should look like rather than listening to this deep intelligence that comes from within it. Like we're literally walking around in like millions of years of evolution. Like the intelligence that is in this organism is out of this world or of this world. It's deeply of this world. (laughs) (laughs) And out as well, out and in. (laughs) Yeah, all of it, both and. (laughs) And so does that look like, you know, someone just spending half an hour with themselves and, and what, sitting down and just keeping the consciousness inside really like how would that look in like a half hour yeah like you know and it can it doesn't even need to be half hour like one of the things that I love um I I haven't haven't been doing this practice lately but I have for a long time the practice of like when I wake up in the morning first thing in the morning like I'm still in bed I'm still sleepy I'm like I don't want to get out of bed and uh what I'll do is put on a song, you know, like I'll grab my phone or grab Spotify and I'll just put on, you know, a nice soft gentle track or something like that and just start moving, like having that inquiry, what feels pleasurable to me right now? How can I move my body against the bed sheets? Or, you know, if I want to crawl out onto the floor, I can just, you know, do a little practice on the floor or something like that. But just starting with touching, connecting, breathing, moving, but having that inquiry, what feels pleasurable to me right now? How can I start my day with pleasure? How can I start my day with thriving? And the way in which that sets the tone, like when I start my day like that, the, the energy that I take into my day, the energy that I take into my work, you know, when I've got this beautiful vibrant humming energy in my system it it affects and influences everything around me and yeah this is this is this is pleasure this is why I choose pleasure (laughs) as my focus of attention yeah nice and it, it, it sounds you know the way you describe it it's like well why wouldn't you why wouldn't you start your day like that? That's a very good question that you raised, Miss Stark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it seems obvious. But I guess that leads to my next question is if if people who aren't used to kind of this exploration of being in their body or noticing pleasure throughout the day or even mm-hmm. doing that um, practice you just described, how mm-hmm. would you how would you help people? What would you suggest for people that start to feel 
restriction coming up or annoyance or like, oh, I don't want to do this or this is stupid or, you know, because yeah. I know that that's what comes up, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, there is, a, totally. there is resistance. So do you totally. have any tips for people if that happens? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, the first thing is to, to norm, like resistance is part of the process, you know, when we're working with something that is new, that is different from how we've been cultured to be like that, what we're used to is going to come up and say, hey, no, no, this is not how we do things and and be in that in that resistance phase. So my advice in that situation is is to just meet ourselves where we're at, you know, to have that inquiry, what feels pleasurable to me or if pleasure feels too far away or inaccessible, what feels alive to me or even before that, just what am I feeling? What am I feeling in my body? What am I noticing? And just allowing that. Like this is one of the key practices we work with in uh, embodied counselling is noticing and allowing. Noticing what am I noticing in my body? What am I noticing in the environment? Can I just allow that? Can I just allow that to be here instead of being in uh, resistance to it or in some adversarial relationship with it even if what I'm experiencing is resistance can I allow the resistance can I meet the resistance can I sit at the resistance feet and and acknowledge it and be here with it and like hi resistance this is what resistance feels like in my body I'm feeling tension in my shoulders I'm clenching down on my jaw I've got this fiery sensation in my belly can I just meet that resistance and get to know it and allow it to be here mm. and it'll shift and change when we allow an experience it shifts and moves and changes yeah and it's uncomfortable sometimes isn't it but it's that's the simplicity of it is just allowing it not needing to fix it or change it mm. which is my problem I'm always like how do I get rid of this yeah which is the <laughs> how, end, right? how do I fix it how do I change how do I do something with it as opposed to as opposed to being in the being with and getting to know and allowing yeah yeah and I I feel like I'm gonna go on a little weird what my brain is telling me is a little weird tangent but I feel like I have to go there because it's like I'm experiencing my body such a perfect example of this like I woke up a bit grumpy Jordana I have to say I woke up grumpy and a little bit like so much resistance in my body and I feel like there's there's something underneath right there's always something underneath but I Mm -hmm. can't get to it and so it's interesting because, you know, we have this interview, we have this chat and it's like that's I want to turn up in my best, almost dare I say yang energy because I need a lot of logic to keep track of what you're saying and to ask questions and mm. do all that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my body is so like doing its thing today where I'm like there's so much going on and, and me trying to, I can, I've noticed myself in the first half hour noticing trying to control and keep my brain focused but I'm in such a pretty like I would say not logic place right yeah and the resistance is rising in my body the more I'm trying to make it be normal like I'm like come on kid focus <laughs> focus we gotta so like much. and and so I actually before you even started talking about just being with the resistance I actually had to like I was actually sitting here being like okay 
your your attention span is getting worse and worse because the more I'm trying to suppress what's going on in my body. So I was like, all right, let's just soften. Let's just be be with what's in there. <laughs> I feel like it's it's doing that because it needed to be talked about, like Isma yeah. I'm talking about. Yep. And and the reason I wanted, I think I wanted to bring this up is because this is what we do, right? We try to make things be a certain way. It's like, I need to turn up at this meeting and do a certain thing and be a certain mm -hmm. way or, you know, yep. write an email because that's when I said I would do it, you know, and it's like this, we're not really going with the flow or trusting. Like, yeah, yeah can I trust yeah. that I can be in this weird mode Absolutely. and still and still talk to you Jordana so yeah I'm curious yeah, <laughs> your thoughts yeah well I love I love what's coming up right now and I'm curious if you would be open to an experiment of doing something quite different from what you might normally do in this situation in this in this podcast and if we actually take some time take some space to allow what is there, allow what is present because she's obviously coming up to bring like the, the deep wisdom that is possibly underlying this experience. Like instead of talking about, instead of being logical, can we actually allow her to be there? Would you be open to an experiment? Oh, look, my whole body just got hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 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 I'm very I'm very passionate about enthusiastic consent. Um, yeah, no, I look, I'm I love diving in. So let's I'm open to your experiment. Right. Um because this is like I feel like um like I'm going to talk because I am a Gemini moon and I like talking. So, <laughs> and it's also my, my beautiful way of getting around my body. But I do want to say that it's like, I feel what I can tell that there's this inner, inner child part of me that's grumpy about having to work today. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me because obviously that's my learning and my lessons and also what I'm, um, I want to be showing and teaching as well. Mm. It's like, how do we deal with those parts when like I didn't want to reschedule our our chat I could have yep. of course that's one of the things I tell people I'm like if you really don't want to do something don't do it mm. but then I also kind of like this idea of turning up as I am and being like yep. okay let's let's Absolutely. let's go with this Absolutely. <laughs> and I, can, I can feel this like this deep wisdom that is actually bringing itself up to be seen and acknowledged in this space like I feel like this is a moment of us actually practicing and actually doing what it is that we're talking about which there is a different type of impact there's a different type of power in that than being in the logical rational uh slightly more distant distanced relationship to it as opposed to the i have grumpiness going on in my body and there is something here that is calling on my attention can we actually do something differently and just be with that? Mm. Give, give that, give her, give this this inner child that is in you who's grumping about having to go to work today because she's like, what is she wanting? What is what is the attention that is pulling there? And you know, I invite you to share or not share whatever it is that feels comfortable for you within this context. But um, you know, even even in this situation, like even you know 
what what are the sensations that you're feeling in your body? What are you noticing? What are you noticing in your body? So I notice like a tightness in my chest, like I'm not breathing properly. Mm. And this kind of um, like I could I could show you, but obviously that doesn't help. So I'll try to talk it out. Uh, you can describe to us. You can show me and describe. Visual, yeah. <laughs> so it's this kind of like, like I want to scrunch my face up and like mm. there's a little tantrum kind of feeling going on. So mm. it's like I can feel it in my shoulders and my neck and it's like this, like, mm. yeah, it's, yeah, it's grumpy. Uh, it's like, Arr. yeah, that energy. <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's just be with that for a second. Be with that energy and the and the tightness in the chest that is there and the shortness in the breath and and just let's just give her some attention. Let allow some space for her to be here. She's obviously trying to share something. She's obviously trying to get your attention. So let's give her some attention. Yeah, you know? it's gotten so loud that I'm like, mm. this is literally what we're supposed to be doing. Because <laughs> it's like I can't, it's like the amount of energy it takes to kind of suppress this and like show up normal is ridiculous. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And this is what we do in our day, in our work. And then we come to the end of the day and, and we're exhausted rather than stopping, slowing down, taking a moment to be with her, to be with what's present, to be with what's showing up because she obviously has some really important information that needs to be listened to. Mm. So what are you noticing in your body now? So a lot of energy. It's like a slight relaxation, but an amping up mm. of the energy. Like I can feel heat. It's like I can feel the volcano kind of like mm. building. Mm. Yeah, I just is- noticed that that fuller, deeper breath that you kind of took there and i'm wondering if you want to do another one of those like just breathe that in yeah Mm. yeah you said it's like a volcano Mm, but now it's gotten quieter it's like oh Mm. it's like more relaxation but still really Mm. tight in my shoulders and Mm. back yeah is there any kind of like movement like wriggling or movement that those those shoulders want to do in order to allow that energy to move yeah it's like i feel like a squirmy (laughs) two-year-old yeah it's like squirmy two-year-old exactly so throughout our day when the squirmy two-year-old comes up can i actually stop and take the time the space to get down on the floor and be the squirmy two-year-old and allow my body to wriggle and allow my body to move because this is the way our nervous systems regulate themselves our body is trying to do like like when a uh, an animal or a dog, you know, gets a fright and then it goes into this this shaking experience. There's this deep intelligence in your body that is wanting to move and do what it is that it knows how to do to bring things back into homeostasis. So as I'm saying all of these things for people who are listening, Kim's just there like wriggling, <laughs> squirming and moving in the way that her body wants to move and I see a shift I see something shifting and changing and I'm curious as to what you're experiencing Kim Mm, I think just by acknowledging what's there it's like of course it changes Mm. (sighs) Mm. yeah so I feel more relaxed Mm. yeah it's it's interesting I feel like today I just want to be in a very liminal 
space when mm. I'm just being where yeah. nothing is kind of making sense, you know, <laughs> like just want be, to be in a space where I'm not making decisions or having to do anything kind of logical. Yeah. Yeah. And like and I'm, I'm curious in this, I'm curious in this moment where you're at in your cycle. Yeah. So I'm like four days from bleeding. So mm. this is a pretty standard four day before bleeding day for me where everything just makes me a bit grumpy, a bit angry. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is it. This is, you know, entering the zone, like listening to the body. It's like, yeah, when I'm on days like this, this is not my most productive yang days. I want to be in my liminal space. How can I listen to her? Like if I actually take the time and space to allow for these deeper rhythms of my life, and I'm in tune with that, the efficiency and the flow of that rather than being in resistance to that and using my life force to, to push and resist against it and then I feel exhausted and I don't feel like I've received what it is that I need and I actually meet myself exactly where I'm at and give myself what it is that I need and be in relationship with in, in the natural rhythms. I'm witnessing this very serene um, <laughs> look <laughs> on Kim's face right now, which is... Um, yeah, because I think this is the mode that I've been fighting against. It's like I literally feel in a meditative no-mind space. Like mm. I could sit here for 10 minutes and have zero thought, which doesn't happen to me very often because I have a very active mind. Mm. But it's like I literally just want to sit here and not have yeah. a thought. yeah. Yeah, and the state of calm and center, like even through, like we're on Zoom right now so I can see Kim through the Zoom screen and, and even through the Zoom screen, like I can feel the the settledness, like more of the settledness in, in Kim's nervous system. But that state of calm, like coming into a more regulated state of being within our nervous system, like if we actually give that, to ourselves and how nourishing that is and replenishing that is for us and then and then being able to create from that space when we take the time you know we can't be in this exploitative extractive relationship with ourselves all the time we can't be in the yang 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 when we're about to bleed and we're in our pre-bleed state there's this time for like deep coming in this deep introversion and listening to self and this nourishing time mm. and if we actually give that space to ourselves, then we're actually tuning in and, and coming into alignment and coming into that more efficient flow instead of working against our nature working with our nature, which is naturally going to take us towards our thriving. And now there's this like quite strong buzzing in my body because like I switch between these uh, modes of fatigue, which I know for me is my, the energy being put to suppress emotions. And that's part mm -hmm. of my journeys, you know, something I'm really working on and enjoying feeling all these different modes. And now as that kind of grumpiness is settling, there's this like beautiful energy which doesn't want to be put towards anything. 
you know, like it's like sometimes we're like, oh, energy, great, what do I do? You know, but there's this real sense of wanting to sit back and just enjoy that, that like beautiful energy that's starting to flow. There's still some restriction going on and, and it's, it's beautiful because last week I had a day where luckily I had nothing scheduled and I had a day where it wasn't, it wasn't grumpiness. It was real fatigue. It was real Mm. like, I do not want to do anything today. I I don't know if I could. And so I just really allowed myself to sleep a lot and to be very still and quiet. And, and I've learned enough in my journey where I'm like, yeah, I'm so happy to do that, especially because I had nothing on. (laughs) So it was great. I just decided not to work. And Mm. after maybe from about three o'clock onwards, I just had the most incredible creative surges coming through because it was like it was just so nourishing to like be able to give my body exactly what it needed and of course my mind was like but why and what's going on and what's is there anything wrong and la 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 and actually uh, my higher self was like nah just chill <laughs> your body's going through a bit of a detox today just relax yay higher self yay and then and then because I did that that creative energy that the next day I was like boom and then like I did all the things right yeah mm-hmm. exactly Exactly. And this is, this is the power of the feminine. This is the power of listening to our souls and actually coming into harmony, coming into flow, coming into relationship with how it is that we actually work at our best, at our most efficient, which is not go, 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 yang, yang, yang all the time. Like, you know, flowers open, they blossom. They open up into the sunshine and at night they close and they come into rest. Like everything in nature has these cycles. There is the summer and there is the winter. And we live in a culture that hyper-focuses on the summer, on the open, on the doing, achieving, thinks of achievement in a in a certain way. But the rest, the fallow, the allowing, the receiving. None of the doing and achieving means anything, (laughs) means anything without the receiving. None of the doing and achieving means anything if you're exhausted and ill and sick because you've depleted. We need both wings. We need the balance between the masculine and the feminine. And yeah, I see a real importance in cultivating this, you know, I, I choose to focus the attention on cultivating this within our bodies because, you know, as within, so without. Like if we can do this in ourselves, in our bodies, in our own relationship with ourselves, then exactly as we're doing right now, we then bring this into our work. We bring this into our ways and systems and, and into our culture. You know, and and then hopefully one day we'll reach this reach this point of critical mass where it'll flip and we'll finally get back into a state of harmonic balance uh, between the masculine and feminine ways of doing things in our world, in our culture. Mm. And this is this is the way that I see that we do that is starting with ourselves and our relationship with our own bodies and our own nervous systems, and then how we do things in our lives as well. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like it's got a 
it's got to head that way. Like I just can't see how it doesn't, considering the amount of conversation and learnings and inquiries that so many people are making. It's like this this swing. We swung one way, you know, too far this way, and then maybe we might even swing too far the other way. <laughs> but maybe there's, you know, there's balance coming, balance in that. And that's got to be good for our health because, yeah, we're just seeing this amount of stress and burnout that is in the world, it, it can't be sustainable. And Ooh. and that, as we know on a personal level, like I've, I speak to a lot of women um, now whenever I say, you know, I have a podcast called Slow Down and Thrive, like I get people's burnout stories come out pretty quickly. <laughs> spoke to one lady who had a um, – I spoke to her last week and I she had a business in New York for 10 years and was so burnt out she had to go to hospital for a year. So she actually couldn't move. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Couldn't move. Yeah. Yep. So it was, I was like, wow, you really got, you really got the, the truck yep. instead of the feather. You know, they say the universe gives you the little tickle with the feather. And then yep. if you don't listen, you might get a, a punch to the head. And if you still don't listen, you get the, the road truck coming through. Um, so yeah, it's like, how can we develop that relationship with our body to, to listen? And I love the pleasure as activism. Like, how great is that? It, yeah. Because it does feel rebellious. Like, I feel rebellious to feel as much joy and pleasure in my day as I do. Because yeah. <laughs> I have a great life and I'm like, ooh, is this okay? <laughs> I kind of look around being like, oh, can I feel like this all the time? Not all the time, yeah. you know, obviously moments. But, um, yeah, so thank you for putting your work out there and, and, and teaching more people. Any last tips on how we can find more pleasure in our day? My main tip is is to stop, to pause. Yeah, just take a moment to stop and pause and just have the inquiry, how can I tune in to the thread of pleasure right now? Like I just had this memory come in um, of uh, when I was bitten by a bull ant. I was bitten by a bull ant, right? It was a big bull ant. It was not a pleasant experience. No. And there is this intensity and this burning sensation and in trying to deal with and cope with the intensity of this thing a really unpleasant situation I'm like okay how can I tune in to pleasure here how can I find the thread of pleasure in this situation and and in this weird you know mildly absurd inquiry that I was having as I'd been bitten by a stink bullet sting um I tuning in to the sensation of that stinging the intensity of the sensation it kind of create like the the similarity of intensity between pleasure and pain that I could actually tune into the notes within the pain that were similar to the notes within the pleasure so it's just having that orientation having that intention to look for it to see it to inquire about it and to invite it in how, what feels pleasurable to me right now? How can I tune in to the thread of pleasure? Just stop, pause, take a moment and listen in. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> and if you can do it whilst being bitten by a bull ant, then we can do it at any time right? when we're having that <laughs> yummy cup of tea and we've got five <laughs> minutes to ourselves. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, one of the things that I'm, um, Adrian Mary Brown says is um, practice pleasure like your life depends on it mm. because it does. Mm. It does. 
yeah, it's not indulgent. It's not, you know, like this fluffy kind of thing that's like, oh, no, I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's like practice as yeah. if your life depends on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm, so it's a practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a practice. So, yeah, so I feel like now that I've taken my body with me into this experience that we're currently having, I can feel this yeah. part of me that's like, ah, I feel acknowledged. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm here in the room being part of this. Yeah. And all of a sudden my brain is back online. Like I can actually cognitively think more, which is fabulous. Would you look at that? So just, yeah, wanted to put that little update <laughs> in the end there. Yeah, and just, um, and just reporting like the sense of joy and pleasure that I feel in my body hearing that, you know, the fact that we took the time and the space to do that. Like I feel this kind of like erupting sort of bubbling pleasure coming up from like deep in my in my pelvis kind of up my spine and this is like yes this is it this is the thing this is the way this is us practicing what it is that we're talking about let's do it let's do more of it, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah as always with incredible people that I talk to I feel like we've just scratched the surface um so I'm sure we'll see you again on the podcast but in the meantime where can people find you where can they learn more about you you do coaching where can they work with you tell us yeah for sure absolutely so the best place to contact me is via my website uh, which is jordanaclark.com uh, jordana is a j-o-r-d-h-a-n-a -A, clark without an e.com and all my contact details are through there and yeah i offer a um i have an offering here in the northern rivers uh called women's pleasure movement which happens once a month last sunday of the month and uh, it's basically an opportunity for us to practice all of these things that I'm talking about uh, together in a community for women, specifically for women, uh, so that there's freedom and safety and, um, and so that we can connect and share with one another. And I also offer one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions in both uh, embodied counselling and uh, pleasure coaching, health coaching as well. And I can do that in person and online. So you don't, if you don't happen to be here in the Northern Rivers, uh, we can still connect and share and cultivate this revolution of pleasure because I couldn't think of anything I'd rather do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly passionate and in the right line of work, which is mm. awesome. I'm sure you yeah. know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to witness. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Which following my thread of pleasure is what brought me here. Like mm -hmm. I would never have come here through logic, never in a million years would I have ended up doing what it is that I do. Can you imagine like 10-year-old Jordana, so what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, in year 12 when I had like careers. <laughs> oh, like, Nobody ever told me this was a possibility. <laughs> they actually told me in high school, they said something like 70% of the jobs that our year would do didn't even exist yet. Yeah. And I was like, what? How is that possible? And then I can think of so many jobs, including pleasure coach. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly. probably wasn't a thing, you know. Yeah. Women's pleasure, women's power. That's where it's at. <sighs> All right. Lovely. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to go out into your day, wherever you are, whether it's nighttime or in the morning. And can you find a moment to stop taking some pleasure? I would love that. Tell us how you go hit me up on Instagram at slowdownandthrive. And I'm really looking forward to catching you guys on the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please follow or subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And join me over on Instagram at Slow Down and Thrive for more daily tips and messages.